Hi, welcome to Promo Insiders, a podcast from Counselor Magazine, where we tackle the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm Chris Ruvo, and today I'm talking personal protective equipment with Kimberly Fulford. Kimberly is product and PPE manager for Top 40 distributor Proforma. PPE, of course, has been a lifeline for promotional product companies during the pandemic, providing a stream of revenue when sales of traditional promo have declined precipitously or halted altogether. Given that, it's important to stay on top of developments and trends in PPE, from new products to sell, to hot markets, to even asking uncomfortable questions like, how long will promo's PPE run last? Kimberly has answers to those questions and more. You won't want to miss what she has to say. All right, so Kimberly, thank you so much again for um, for being with us. Let's just get right into these questions here. Okay. Um, you know, Performa obviously made a huge pivot to, to selling personal protective equipment this year. Can you just tell us a little bit about what that's looked like and some of the success you've had? Sure, absolutely. Um, in my personal opinion, yeah, Performa put a new definition to pivot um, okay. in PPE. Um, thoroughly impressed. So I really first need to really congratulate Vera Mazzillo. Um, she personally just jumped in when she saw what was going on with the business mm -hmm. and, you know, panic with owners, you know, what am I going to do? Um, she put a very extensive plan in place. She immediately set up new supply chains, new supplier partners, um, pulled her team together and rallied. Um, and you may have seen on the social media in the beginning, nobody could get product out of China or other countries. Right, sure. So um, Performa ended up chartering six planes at different times to bring product over so that uh, the distributors could sell and deliver the PPE products. Mm -hmm. um, a training program was put in place. We had weekly calls with the owners. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that uh, delivered a lot of the success was really educating the distributors as much as possible on PPE because, okay. as you know, Performa and others were selling PPE before. It was primarily hand sanitizers and maybe some hand wipes. Right. So um, Vera and the team did a phenomenal job. And then they really realized this is a full-time category sure. uh, right now. So they continue to invest as they do for the owners. They brought me on board to manage the PPE category. Mm -hmm. And now our focus continues to be uh, getting the product that the distributors can sell. Although we've moved away from directly importing because supply chain's gotten better. Mm -hmm. Our focus now is making sure we have access to the newest products. We have access to the products that remain in high demand. Mm -hmm. And we have the sales, marketing, and training tools so that the owners can be successful in the category. All right, and to, to put a number on it, if I if I recall, we'd spoken about I want to say a week or two ago for a, an article on a similar topic, and yes. I think Performer was about 50, 60 percent um, of your business in Q two was PPE. Is that right to say? Yes, it, it was very very heavy in the PPE. Um, approximately one hundred and fifty million dollars in PPE. Wow. Okay. So great. it was. It's just a phenomenal team effort, and we're just so proud of our owners. They just really grabbed on and um, we have owners that sold well below a million dollars each year mm -hmm. um, that have sold in one case, $17 million already this year. Is that right? Yeah. And that's, that's PPE driven, is it? Yeah. That's PPE. And it's just, it's really, 
it's really rewarding to see these owners that 17 million, you know, sorry, that's fully sinking in <laughs> 17 million. And they've never historically broken 300,000 in a year. Okay. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. That's it really is. We're proud of them. Yeah. So, the, so that's uh, obviously super positive stuff, but as yes. we know, everything's always changed. It, it's, I think yeah. we're seeing more change in a few days and maybe we've seen in years, you know, yeah. in, in times past. So, what are some of the trends you're sort of seeing in, in the PPE market right now? Because it's it's not static, yeah. as I understand it, right? It's kind of changing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, I enjoy watching the trends. So I'll break them into a couple of categories. First, kind of the, the trend of the supply chain, because that was a really big challenge. So the, tr the trend in regard to supply chain is domestic suppliers have inventory, and now it's pretty consistent. Okay. Extremely large orders are pretty consistent. Um, for availability and getting product over, whether it's Malaysia or Vietnam or China. And so a lot of our traditional promotional product suppliers now do have some PPE product and it's stabilized. So that trend is definitely much, much better and it has stabilized with the exception of some items like nitrile gloves. Okay. But for the most part, that trend has gone in a positive direction. What's the deal if you could ask with nitrile gloves? Are they harder to come by? Is, is that what it is? Yeah, so so if you think about masks in particular, especially reusable, but people were able to adapt their equipment and start producing masks, which is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to manufacturing gloves, that equipment is so unique, you can't okay. just change your equipment to make gloves. So the same factories that always existed is still what exists. That's what, yeah, I get it. So if I was making, if I'm Hanes and I was making t-shirts, it's not that huge a jump to then make cloth masks. Whereas Correct. The nitro gloves, that's a much bigger leap. Correct. Okay. That's exactly right. So the gloves have continued. It's better, mm -hmm. but it's definitely one of those items that will continue to be um, a challenge um, because of that situation. Got it. So the trend of supply chain is drastically improved. Um, the other trend we watch is uh, the order sizes um, and, and what, where I've seen the trend go on that is originally orders were millions of dollars. I mean, mm -hmm. we were averaging orders well over a million dollars Wow! because of that initial panic, mm -hmm. especially in hospitals and medical facilities, that their traditional medical supply companies didn't have product. Okay. So when... Uh, let's say a hospital or a buying group in healthcare found gowns, you know, they're buying several million dollars of gowns mm -hmm. because we couldn't predict what was going to happen. To, so to now use maybe not the greatest analogy. It was like the run on toilet paper, wasn't it? At the beginning, exactly. you could find it. You were getting as much of it as you can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a little bit probably of the hoarding, mm -hmm. um, thus the prepay mm -hmm. to help with that. So the trend in regard to order size now is, the order sizes are much smaller mm -hmm. because I think the end client is also feeling more comfortable about the supply chain. Mm -hmm. um, they may have not gone through the inventory, fortunately, mm -hmm. because, right, that would have meant a lot more um, illness. Sure. And so the order sizes have come down. In general, they, I mean, they really can fluctuate from $500 to, like I said, we, we can still get a $2 million order every week. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the to say what the average is is really difficult. But what I can tell you is that they're not, you know, ten million plus anymore. Okay, um, that's come down. So that's that trend. Mm -hmm. And then the trend in products has really been interesting. Okay. 
In the beginning, it was everything PPE. Can you get me gowns? Can you get me masks? Can you get me gloves? Can you get me alcohol, hand sanitizers? Now, um, the gowns are still in demand, but it's what we call the civilian gowns, your basic level one gowns. We're not seeing as strong of a demand in the products for the true medical application. And I think that's because the medical supply distributors are getting back in inventory. Okay. Um, the masks have spiked mm -hmm. and we know why, because now pretty much everyone's wearing them. Yep. So the, the trend I'm seeing is less medical application mm -hmm. and more your day-to-day -day users. Okay. So it's mask, neck gaiters, hand sanitizers, wipes, gloves, Okay. And then a little bit of the isolation gowns. And then let me not forget all the acrylic barriers. Uh, the acrylic, uh, okay. The oh, okay. The, right. The, uh, I got you where it looks like you're behind the bulletproof glass. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those have been very popular. So the trend moved from less medical, true medical application to more civilian application. Okay. Yeah. All right. So with that in mind, are yep. there particular end markets now that, Performa is focusing more on or that distributors in general are focusing more on given that shift from from industry to more like everyday person use? Yeah, so I love that question. So every week Performa has had webinars of different types to educate the owners. Mm -hmm. And where we're focusing them now is, look, if you have a true medical application, you have a hospital and you need to get product, we are here to help you. We've got the product in the competitive cost. Mm -hmm. But where we're suggesting is really it's every business in every school yeah. because there's not any business mm -hmm. that does not need PPE and the back to school, you know, it used to be um, notebook, paper, scissors, crayons, right? No, and all that back to school this year is, do you have masks? Do you have signage for the, for the halls? Do you have, floor signage, do you have acrylic barriers? Mm -hmm. So we're guiding them to any business, whether it's going back to business or it's continuing to be in business, mm -hmm. that's a tremendous opportunity. If there's a medical opportunity, go for it mm -hmm. and really focus on your colleges and your universities. Okay. What has the interest been? I'm kind of curious. Has it, um, is the PPE sales are they stacking up similar to what it might be in a similar back to school year, what you might've normally seen with, with promotional products or is it, is it not quite at the same level or. Yeah, it's, it's not the data that I see, it's not quite at the same level. And I think the biggest reason is um, if you look at colleges, right. A lot of that quote back to campus or back to school was apparel, yep. right. Blankets, a lot of the higher priced items okay. where now I can, I literally almost every day see orders for the neck gaiters for colleges. Okay. So while the total quantity of units may be similar, mm -hmm. I think the price points are much lower because the items are just not as expensive. All right. That, that make that makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, interesting. Now um, you've kind of answered this already, but I'll ask it because there might be more that we didn't explore. Um, yeah. How are end clients PPE needs evolving? Or is there, is there other things that maybe you haven't pointed out yet that are kind of changing in, in, in how you service yeah. them or what they want? Yeah. So I smile because the 
to, to me, the biggest need that I've seen evolve from at a client level mm -hmm. is the need for them to have someone. And that's in our case, we're having our owners be that person. Mm -hmm. They need someone who understands these products in this category because that end client, mm -hmm. unless it's a medical application, they really don't know what they want. And let me give you an example. Okay. I've seen several school bids come out and it'll say reusable mask. Mm -hmm. Do you want one layer, two layer, three layer, four layer? Do you want to be able to put a filter in it? Yeah. Does it need to be youth size? Or they'll send, you know, um, what wipes? Well, do you, you know, do you have a, a, a say, hey, I want a car. Okay. <laughs> you know, like yeah. let's narrow that down a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. So for our owners, I get excited about it because they, just like in promo, when they're coming up with a whole marketing plan, a marketing solution that involves promo items, no problem. You're going in, you need to be the subject matter expert. So what we've done passionately for the last several months is help educate our owners so that when they get that bid, they're calling up and they're asking those questions. And what does that immediately tell that client? Tells that client, wow, they really do sell PPE and they know their stuff. Right. For sure. For sure. So, so where I see the client need evolving to and changing is they need a partner mm -hmm. who understands these products. That's, that's well, that's really interesting because it sounds like at the beginning it was, Oh my gosh, I need masks, any mask, get me masks as many as you can. Right. And you're, and you're spraying them out. Right. Now it's, now it's like, Hey, all right. The immediate, uh, the the pandemic crisis isn't over, but that but that immediate product crisis has now passed. Now it's what do I really need to make it right for my people? And if and if you as a distributor can understand how to position yeah. the product the right way, you have a distinct advantage. Well, exactly, it's a huge advantage. And then hopefully that's a prospect. Maybe you're not selling promo to now. Mm -hmm. You've become their trusted advisor in PPE. Then you show them the whole. Um, package that you can deliver with promo and print and company stores. And you've got a new client and you've helped them. That's the biggest thing. You've helped them through a very scary and challenging time. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're yeah. trying to product for their employees. And that, and that's got that you would think that would stay with them and hopefully encourage loyalty once yes. things normalize going forward. All right. Yeah. Um, so let's look at that going forward a, okay. a little bit because yep. As we've definitely hammered home, PPE has been huge for Proforma. It's been huge for our industry. It's, mm -hmm. it's really been a lifeline for a lot of businesses at, at a very challenging time. That said, yep. it's it's probably not going to remain at this level, you know, forever. So, right. so what do you do? You see a gradual decline? Do you see a big cliff ahead? And what do you see as some of the kind of the timing for for where maybe PPE starts to curtail a little bit? Yeah, I'll give you my opinion. Um, it, it's one of one of many, but here's what I've seen and what what I think we'll see is so it's it's reached a pretty consistent level right now. We see about the same amount of PPE each week. We always average about 250 owners that are placing orders every week. That's been pretty consistent. Mm -hmm. uh, personally, I think it'll decline a little bit mm -hmm. in August and maybe September, but unfortunately, I think there's gonna be a spike when schools open and colleges open. Mm -hmm. So that'll be enough to get some of the companies to maybe get in schools to be a little concerned. So another little uptick in Q4, mm -hmm. the flu unfortunately comes out, people just become a little more heightened aware. So I actually think it'll towards the end of the year, we'll get another uptick. Mm 
-hmm. into the early part of next year. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we have a vaccine. We get through the second little surge. Mm -hmm. And then I think throughout 2021, it'll decline. I personally, though, there's certain items that I think will become a staple in employee kits or welcome kits. And that's going to be, I think, masks will stay for quite a time. Mm -hmm. Neck gaiters, the hand sanitizers, because for a lot of us, I know me, we're not going to forget this time. And we don't know when the next COVID could be. For sure. And you're going to sit, maybe sit on a plane next March and someone's coughing and you don't know if it's the flu or something else. So. Right. I think through 2021, PPE will be severe. If I had to just gamble and make a bet, I'd say this time next year, it might be 20% of sales. 20% of sales. Okay. So that's interesting. So that's yeah. that in a way is also encouraging on a lot of levels. Obviously, one, a public health yeah. level, you know, right. um, but um, no, number two, um, it, that would suggest then that we're seeing some return of your traditional promotional product yeah. sales. Yeah. When do you see that start to happening? That well, happens? Yeah, so I, of course, read all the industry publications, too, and, and we've been pretty consistent with, with the trends where there definitely has been an uptick in your traditional promo, mm -hmm. more so in print. Mm -hmm. And I think there's people are home, so there's a lot more direct mail. Mm -hmm. Or people I saw doing a direct mail with a face mask. Um, so we have seen it pick up um, based on what we're seeing in trends. I certainly don't think promo in Q4 will be promo in Q4 last year. Again, if I had to bet, maybe 75%. Okay. I think a lot of us yeah. would think that right now. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. So, um, and again, all we all can do is speculate, but I study the data really close every single day to look at those trends. And I'm hopeful that I can be, I'm in the ballpark somewhere. All right. Well, I hope you are too. Um, <laughs> with, with that said, just um, thank you first off for giving your time. And then yeah. just, um, what are any final thoughts for anybody or if there's any big takeaways people, when I say people, I mean distributors should, should get from what we talked about today. Yeah. Here's my takeaway. And this is what I, I talk to owners all day long about at Proforma. Don't be afraid of the category. Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't be afraid of it. Um, learn it. Take the time to understand it. Um, and it's just an additional uh, opportunity for you to be a valuable supplier to a customer. It's, you know, and, and I guess the next time something comes up, I think I tell our distributors is don't just think, you know, no, because it's not a promo item and it doesn't have a brand that you can't bring value. Sure. You know, every everybody that buys something is looking for value and obviously branded products are phenomenal and we need to do that. But in this situation, when it's even though it's not branded, you are bringing a value and that's what distributors need to do. Yeah, totally. And if you have a, a competitive price and a quality product and you have and you're educated to the point. That educated. You direct, yep. Direct them to uh, the products that's going to be just right for them. That's a huge yeah. amount of value to bring for sure. As, as, yeah. As, on, a, on really a no more important topic than health. Right. It can't get more important than that. So. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I said I'm, I'm proud to be part of the Performa team and the pivot that they took. And for everybody that's not jumped in and they say, oh, well, it's passing. Take the time to learn it because it's not going away overnight. That's a great place to end it. Kimberly, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.